Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abila. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our working philosophies on life and living with mental illness. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about what's in your toolbox. And what that means is what do you do to help yourself get through a bad day or even just a bad month? Linky, do you want to give us an example? Well, before we talk about a bad day or bad month um, Mm. or a bad season, uh, I think that there are just some basic tools that I have that help me in general. So one of them is writing. If I am writing regularly and consistently, I find that I'm able to process my emotions a lot better um, and that they don't stay stuffed. Uh, yeah. I really enjoy going outside and I wish there were sunnier days where I am, but currently it's quite cold in the winters. And so it's difficult to get outside, but I feel like just getting a bit of fresh air. I don't yeah. have to do any exercise. It's not like get on my trainers and do a run. No, nothing that exertive. It mm-hmm. just is for me just being outside, just sitting in the sun and soaking it up. That definitely um, re-energizes me. And helps me to get through. What about you? What are your maybe top three? Top three for me would definitely be um, reading, a bath, and writing. I don't know what it is. Just kind of coming back to the second one because it's like something that I do quite often whenever I'm just feeling ugh. It's like there's just something really... It's almost symbolic in the sense that, you know, whenever you do pull out the prop or you switch off the shower water, it's almost as if that those 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 feeling those very heavy feelings are kind of almost washed away. So maybe maybe it's the symbolism of the action that I actually that that I find comforting, maybe. Oh wow, I quite and, like that. I think that yeah. a lot of self-care talks about spa treatments, relaxation. Mm. Um and that's true, but I think the, or rather, and I think that the bigger issue is to have daily practices, if that makes sense, that help yeah. us to manage. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, you mentioned the the bad days. You mentioned yeah. the, the 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 really tough days, and on those days, taking a bath for me is too much energy, mm. and that's when I need community. That's yeah. when I really feel like I need people to step in and say, I have brought you some tea. <laughs> I know that tea doesn't fix anything, but someone else has made it and made the effort to come and just sit with me. I think that that for me is a huge tool in, in, yeah. in, in, in my box. It's, just, it's the support of it. It's the I'm being seen and I'm being assisted, you know? Yes, Yes. But in a way, I think I'm I'm very much the opposite. I don't know if this is just kind of my independent mind kicking in, but I can't initially, like if I'm having a bad day, right? Initially, I keep myself away until I feel almost articulate enough or myself enough. And then I come towards other people or I reach out or because, I mean, I think I've done this with you before. I'm like, hey, I'm not really having a great time right now, but I'll be in touch later, you know, because... I myself have to process it correct, not even correctly, but I need to process it in order to really see what it is in its totality and then just be like, oh, okay, now I can um, 
almost re-enter the my community, you know, as you say. I think that's the beauty of all the different personalities out there is that mm-hmm. what works for me may not work for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that you're right, that there are definitely times I'm not, I, I, I try to shy away from being on my own um, because I know that my thoughts then take over and I don't want them to run um, my day. I don't want them to run whatever episode for whatever length of time that is. And I want to instead be around people who um, serve as a reminder that uh, I'm loved, uh, Mm -hmm. that I'm cared for, that I am seen, like you said. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's, 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 yes, it's the opposite. And I think that's where it's so important to realize that, you know, even the, the tools that every tool in your box might be different to someone else. No, totally. Because like, it doesn't. There isn't a necessity for it to always look the same. And I think that's where you know, when it comes to sort of the interconnected world that we live in and social media, and you see different people posting almost the same content in terms of what it is to take care of yourself on these bad days. But I think what is omitted from the conversation is that different tools are okay. It's it may not be okay for you. But for this person, this works. And we can't Definitely. take that away from someone else. Definitely. And mm-hmm. I think I've also started to, to realize that I need to build up my toolbox. I can't just mm-hmm. have two or three things in it. So previously I had thought, oh, okay, writing is my go-to. I'm going to keep doing that. Until mm-hmm. writing started to feel like a chore. And it started to feel really difficult to get into those emotions. And I didn't want to deal with those emotions at that time. And so I had to find different tools. And for me, um, on some good days, affirmations work really well. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I love my affirmations. I love um, the fact that they center me. They help me get into alignment. And they're affirmations that I've created. I haven't necessarily pulled them out of um, someone else's book. But mm-hmm. when my affirmations are not working, then the simplest for me, like at at bare minimum, I do box breathing. Yeah. And when I was taught that technique, I was like, why didn't I know this? Why has no one taught me this? And I think it goes to say that sometimes people think, oh, well, you know, if you've lived with the disease for a long time, you have all the answers. And that's not true. And so that's why, like, I think it's important to sometimes um, have an exchange of ideas because then I'll be like, oh, actually, I didn't think about that. And so mm-hmm. nowadays, what I use more often than not is um, is box breathing. And yeah. it's just it's it's it, it's just it takes what? Ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it just calms, especially in, in, in an anxiety space. It just really helps me to just focus and yeah. all I do is focus on the breathing. It doesn't matter what else is happening around me. I just focus on that breathing. And that really helps in the first 10 seconds. And then I do it for as long as I need to. Yeah. What's really wild about what you're saying is that it reminds me about how much I'm glad that I have. But I think, that, you know, we'll cover the, the sort of like the things that we you know, personally believe, believe in in our lives at, at a later date. But I think this is why I'm so again, coming back to the breathing, why I'm really glad that I started to take meditation and yoga really seriously, because it has now 
become almost a go-to in my day-to-day, no matter how bad my day is, I, I've somehow, and I'm still growing in this ability to kind of center my mind and be like, okay, what is happening in the present? The future, the past does not matter at, like, it does not matter at this point, but what is going on now? What can you see? What can you hear? What can you smell? It, it's all about kind of keeping myself grounded. And I think when it comes to my past anxieties and things that, you know, if, or even on days where I just feel the world's pain, it does help me be like, oh, okay, this is where we're at. It's not great. I don't feel great, but I'll be okay despite these feelings. You know, I think that's that's ultimately what we mean when it comes to, you know, when we talk about a toolbox to say, what is it that helps you come to that? This is horrible, but I'm going to be okay. And for me, I also had to realize that there were there were tools that I wasn't tapping into um, that I'd been practicing for a long time. So you talk about meditating and yoga. For me, mm-hmm. it was prayer. And I felt yeah. like um, I... I kind of, you know, got into a space where I wasn't praying as often. And when I felt myself leaning back into that, leaning back into prayer, I, I, I found that I had um, a lot more peace. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it is, it's just, it's, and I think, you know, with any tool, you know, no matter what you believe um, and whatever your religious beliefs are, is that with any tool that you use, it builds up over time. And I think the first time you use a, a, a tool or a technique, it might not necessarily be as effective as you want it to be. But as you continue to kind of explore different ones, um, I, I, I mean, I love meditation practice because I think that um, just being in a space of solitude can just really help you to align. And so I just think that it's, it's again, it goes back to the one muscle that we we don't exercise as often, which is really that consistency, discipline muscle. And that the more that you practice, the better that you become at it. And I, and, and yeah. I think that that's where that um, effectiveness will then really kick in. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know, the caveat needs to be brought in to say that this is not going to happen overnight and no one expects you to have it down overnight. I think it's, it, it's almost... You have to go through the motions of it. I mean, I've definitely had days where I just can't get my my mind to settle. And then I stop and I'm like, almost like it's the thought within the thought, if I can put it that way, where it's like, oh, I can't really get myself to, to focus on this right now. But I can try again tomorrow. I can try again in an hour. I can try again in two minutes. And it's okay if it's if it is that way. There's no... There is no room for, I think, perfectionism in what it is that helps you get on. You know, it doesn't matter what it is in your toolbox that may seem insignificant or it doesn't seem like it's working fast enough. You have to give yourself that time that says, oh, I, I really do just have to work through this as frustrating as it, as it might be. And I think working through things is so... Um important as well. And I think when we talk about working through things, I I don't think we've touched on this yet, but Mm -hmm. is really having um, some kind of accountability, whether that is a therapist, whether that is a medical professional in some way, shape or form, um, a mental health professional in some way, shape or form. And Mm -hmm. I think that 
that really is a tool that we kind of overlook as a tool, tool if that makes sense, because yeah, those yeah. people are in your life with expertise that is there to help you. Um, not everyone has access to that. And I, uh, and, um, there've been seasons in my life when I haven't been able to access any of those resources, but being able to, in the seasons that I have, I have found mm-hmm. has been such a reliable tool for me. And I've been able to lean, um, on people who at that point are stronger, know more, and are able to help to equip me with other yeah. tools that I can use in my everyday life. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's also where, you know, having a community or rather a support system is so impactful in the sense that you can just unpack these feelings and you can, you know, it doesn't really matter at time. I think it was you who said this to me years ago, that sometimes it's not about a solution, but it's about having been listened to, having been heard. And I think we underestimate what that can do for a person who needs it or who just needs to know that what you're feeling is not, it's not not normal. I can't really yes, find what like you're that. feeling is valid. Yeah. You really just validate where you are in that moment. And I think that, you know, that's, that's something that um, I found in some of the communities that I am a part of or, you know, in the places where I find um a lot of support is that Mm -hmm. they meet me where I am. You know, they're not expecting me to be anything more to do anything. They meet me where I am and accepting me in that place helps so much because you do, as soon as you feel as if your feelings are valid and that you've been heard, it often is more helpful than somebody who comes with a solution that you may or may not want or may or may not be able to implement at that time. Yeah. Oftentimes I find that I know what it is that I need to do to help myself feel better, but I, I almost get, um, I don't want to say defensive, but it, it's very, um, invalidating at times for someone to come in like, Oh, you're feeling like this. Okay. We're going to do this, that, the other thing. Uh-uh. And it's like, hold on, stop. I just need you to listen to me. I don't, I'm not asking for a solution. And then I think also sometimes it's okay to voice that to sort of pause someone and say, no, I don't need your, your solutions. I just need your ears and I need you to hear what it is that I'm going through. And in in that way, I would, I would say that that also does form a part of the toolbox. Definitely. And I think, um, to articulate it in a different way is to say that finding Mm -hmm. your voice and being Mm -hmm. able to push back is also a tool because, I think often we think it's something external, but when it's within you and it's something that you have control over, it definitely can help for you to, to, to push the brakes and to say to someone, um, your input right now, what you have to add is in no way helping me. And so I need to mute that. I mean, for me, I often mute the news. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean just on the TV when they're playing, but when it's playing, but I mean, um, at any time, I feel like I need to mute the world when I feel like there's a lot of negativity in that space that is triggering. And so by muting other spaces, people, um, and doing so gently and kindly, I think that that's also part of it is this is not an excuse for you to be rude. Um, 
it's definitely a space where you communicate with boundaries. And I think boundaries are a key to helping to just manage your space. And I think mm-hmm. that that's how you're able to, to better, yeah, to better serve yourself and, and, and to communicate that to others. Yeah, totally. Because I think that's the thing you can't, um, you know, as much as you are using your toolbox, you can't now then throw your tools at people at the same time too, you know? Like when you're repairing a door, you're not just going to like throw the the disfix or whatever at like the your assistant helping you that day, although it'd be very funny, but you know, it's just not, it's not practical. And if anything, it isolates you more than you would intend it to. Correct. And mm-hmm. I think that's the whole point is that anything that you have that you use to um, help yourself manage the disease needs to be constructive and not destructive. And mm-hmm. that's not only to yourself, but to those around you. Uh, a lot of the time we, we use um, tools and um, we use any, any ideas as an excuse. And, and that's not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. So... In that vein, and having, you know, shared some of our tools, do you want to share with us what tools and techniques you use to manage your disease? Uh, Share with us in the comments. I don't. We are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed are our own. And thank you for listening.